Hey, all you holistic hipsters out there, it's that time. So grab your chalice of choice and sit back and sip along with us. We would love to welcome you to the Tea Podcast, where we spill the tea on all things holistic in the pet grooming industry. Let me introduce you to our hostesses with the mostesses. She is the socialite of skin and coat care, Ms. Michelle Knowles. And the queen bee of all things oily, Ms. Melissa Conti-Diener. Brought to you by TheOilyGroomer.com Are you searching for a new and more mindful way of grooming? Interested in understanding how to grow your grooming business with a more holistic and organic approach? Please contact Melissa Conti-Diener at TheOilyGroomer.com so that you can set up a meeting and bring balance and prosperity to your life. And AllThingsPaw.com Intermediate and advanced courses, courses in pet esthetician work, work, fear recovery, recovery animal, animal handling, and more. Get your learn on all things Paw. Also, visit TheOilyGroomer.com for classes with Melissa, online and self-guided. And by the Herbal Paw Apothecary. Phone consultations, history gathering, vet diagnosis recommended. Allthingspaw.com Now, let's get this tea party started. Alrighty then. Here we are again. Hello, Melissa. Hello, Michelle. It's so nice to see you again. Lovely. I'm sorry. I've been so busy. I didn't have a chance to clean the cobwebs out of the corners. Of oh, our- I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have we're, cobwebby boxes. Yeah. We're really black <laughs> in here. I see there's yeah. a wit flying through one, a little yeah. pup here with the little sheet. He's a little ghosty holding a little pumpkin. A little pumpkin. Yeah. A little kitty peeking at us. That is awesome. As you can tell, we are, um, we are, in the middle of October, this is our second podcast of October, and we are getting into the Halloween groove. Yes, I have my Halloween bow on. Yeah, show me. Show me what you got, girl. I have my Halloween bow. I have my 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 witchy shirt. With my Very nice. It's showing some moon action and some sun, sun action. And destiny, you know, the Love tarot it. cards. You know, I'm a big Love fan. It. Well, what's in your cup, ma'am? Oh, my cup is even better. My <laughs> cup is perfect with little That is adorable. Hat. And then it says, drink up, witches. So here <laughs> is my cup. And in my cup, of course, it is, I'm sorry, I may not be a basic witch, but I am a pumpkin spice loving witch. So I am on the chai pumpkin spice. That sounds amazing. That's good stuff. So, yeah, I, I love pumpkin, and this is my favorite time of the year. Mm-hmm. Even though in Arizona, it's my favorite time of the year, and it's still 100 degrees. Let me just go up north for a little bit. That's, that is <laughs> on my to-do list, 
is to go and watch the leaves. So what's in your cup, madame? Well, today I'm sporting my witchy hair. I see that, Madame Medusa. We are. <laughs> and of course, I sport my witchy laugh 24-7, 365 days a year. I am wearing my um, my Monster Ranger uniform shirt. If you can I love it. it. There we go. That's better. Monster Scout. It comes with all kinds of accoutrement because, you know, I'm a scout. Yeah. <laughs> And then look at this awesome tree. This is on my cup. Oh, that's this is my wonderful. cup. It's got like a you could razzle a tree on it. And then on the other side, it has uh, the poem or the, the first verse of the poem. Don't go gentle into that good night. Old age should burn and rave at close of day. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. And I'm going into my crone. My yes. crone. My crone. Me too. Era. <laughs> I thought that this was very appropriate for a little this Dylan, Th Dylan Thomas, right? Yes, absolutely. I, and I had to memorize that when I was a junior in high school. And yep. I honest to God, I, I remember maybe the very beginning and that's about it. <laughs> very angry Irish poet that I did like. Um, so apropos for what we're talking about today. And inside my cup, uh, I'm because it's October, um, we're doing a bunch of blood cleanses. So we have ginger <laughs> and hawthorn, hibiscus and olive leaf. That is what we're drinking today. It is the mm. vampiric tea. <laughs> it, just, it cleanses your blood and gives your blood nutrients and makes it flow more smoothly through your veins. There you go. For so, easy extraction. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I bet you're wondering what on earth our topic is and it's not my beautiful fishtail ponytail which also doubles <laughs> as a mustache that is <laughs> or, an a, ponytail. or or uh what do they call that thing right here that soul patch thing oh yeah called? yeah uh goatee a goatee yeah the soul patch is when it's just under the just lip. a little piece yeah 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 or it could yeah. be my unibrow Oh, your brows now. Ancient Greece. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Very true. Okay, here we go. Bam. Pagans, Pagans witches, and druids. What's druids. the difference? What even is that? I don't know. I know nothing about any of I think of we're those. getting ready to find out, though. Yeah. <laughs> School us. School us. A wise one. Goddess of all that is known. Show um, all the obscure and str I love when I text her stuff and go, Hey, did you know? And then she's like, Yeah, I knew it. I'm always so good. <laughs> I was like, What do you mean you knew it? There's a bunch of stuff that I don't know. I just only know weird, obscure things well, that won't even <laughs> won't make you any money, that won't yeah, well, help I'll you learn anything. <laughs> <laughs> Those strange dog facts that I have rattling around in my head that I just oh. spew out. I think some computer. have fallen out so that I can smash more in there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm smashing any more in, but I know some of them have fallen out for me. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, all, all right. right. So tell us what, what this is the, tis the season now that we're seeing. This is about the only time of the year that, um, that it's, mainstream to talk right. about uh paganism of uh, what witches druids any kind of alternative spirituality mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I, 
uh, for some reason, I have no clue why October seems to bring about all of that. And then the rest of the years, uh, the rest of the months of the year were basically a Judeo-Christian uh, calendar, you know, that we follow. But now in October, you'll see all these little holidays po popping up and people talking about solstices and all kind of stuff like that, where we normally don't see that throughout the year. Well, the sneaky part is that most of the Judeo-Christian holidays that we celebrate in modern times are actually pagan rituals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because it was a lot easier to assimilate a conquered people by just labeling their holiday with something that sounded Christian-y and, and putting Christian values on top of it. Uh, so Easter is a pagan holiday. Christmas is very much a pagan holiday. Um, you know, all those things in bulk, spring, uh, harvest time, Time, um, pulling in the moon, pulling the sun out of the darkness. Right. Uh, a lot of those uh, are pagan rituals. And I don't think there are slight differences between pagans, witches and druids, I guess. Um, the time period in which they existed, <clears throat> uh, they all have similar beliefs, uh, but they all existed in different time periods. And um, just like Christianity or uh, you know, any other religion, there are different sects, there are different, right. different pieces of each one uh, that consider themselves a Druid or a witch or a pagan or a Wiccan, right. uh, which is um, probably one of the old world um, names for witches. They were Wicca, which came from Wicca. I have so. a, where is that graphic? So I have this graphic. I could probably do a screen share. You want me to? Yeah, yeah. Let's see. I only have 9,000 windows open, so this ought to be fun. Um, trying to find it um, in my, let's see. Oh, it's right here at the top because I just opened it. Look at that. I just scared myself. Okay. So um, this is Wicca, Druidry, Paganism, and Astro. Asatru, Asatru, Asatru. Asatru, yeah, Asatru. Yeah. So um, basically paganism, polytheism, um, recognize several divine beings. However, they do not all believe there is an underlying connection. And then there's nature-based. So you said there's like different sects in mm -hmm. each one. Nature-based yes. is the pagan religions believe in the divinity of nature, which they view as a form of the divine. And then the sacred feminine, pagan uh, religious religions follow the female divine principle identified as the goddess beside or place uh, in place of the male divine principle as expressed in the, yeah, Abrahamic God. Mm -hmm. and, um, and then we have Druid, Druidry comes from Druidry. the yeah, Druidry comes from the legend around King Arthur. I did not know that. That's actually not true because King Arthur is a legend. Druidry was very real. So, Druids, Druids so actually set, yeah, set us set us straight on this. Druidry was actually uh, practiced um, like in Roman times and before. Okay, uh, those were the peoples that were living in that era uh, at that time in that place. And then, of course, everybody came and conquered them and everything became intertwined. Druids actually held important um, jobs in state. 
Uh, they held all kinds of um, government functions. Um, they had uh, ambassadors for the crops. They had ambassadors for this. Families would send their sons there and with money for the Druids to educate their sons. And it didn't happen until um, the emperor or the, the Caesar after the Jesus era, basically, that they were began to be outlawed. And they Druidry. didn't want them. Druidry, correct. Okay. Because Druids did uh, practice human sacrifice. They did all those things. Uh, and it became very unfashionable uh, for that to happen in, in that era of the Roman Empire. So okay. Druidry, though, I mean, uh, even though there's not a lot of records, uh, there are enough records to know that they were heralded as wise men, wise women, and they held um, they held very important jobs in government and state. So it was a it was a a religion that kind of was outlawed and, and fell out of fashion. Yeah, I think it went underground, though. We still have modern druids today okay. uh, in, in all places of the earth uh, that have sprang up from old druid beliefs. Um, they were the original, I think, Wiccans of that area. I think that is what birthed the um, the uh, the Gardnerian and the Elizabethan sects of uh, witchcraft. Okay. Uh, that's where all that came from, and then everything went from there. And we're just talking about that um, around Britain at that time. There are earth religions all over the earth. Right. Uh, every indigenous people uh, have practiced some sort of earth-based religion, the sun, the moon, the trees, the rocks. Uh, right. So that's nothing new, nothing new at all. It's something very ancient and very spiritual and very heartfelt for each individual that practices. And then in Wicca, there's, they have their own sects as well, not S-E-X, but S-E-C-T-S, sects um, of different beliefs. Mm -hmm. So um, some of them, again, are, are for that divine feminine. They only believe in the goddess. Some believe that the god and the goddess are the same, you know, are equal. So... There's variations, and and I, I know that there are variations in Wicca depending on the geographical location. Right. So um, I know uh, a former student of mine what, um, is a practicing Wiccan, and she is an authority on all things Scottish and Gaelic mm -hmm. and all those so they have a, a little different slant as well so i know that she's the one that educated me and told me that depending on where in the country uh you practiced your practices were a little different as well sure so and then then you have and how did you say it a satru mm -hmm. a satru so yeah but now i need to know how you pronounce it yeah, I know. Google, I love you for that. Mm -hmm. And it is a polytheistic religion that worships a wide variety of gods and goddesses. The most well-known are Thor, Odin, Freya, Frigg, Freyr, 
Tyr, Loki, and Heimdall. So those oh. are how do you say it? Asa true. Asa true. Okay. Yeah, who knew? So um, hmm. they believe in those. Those are the most well known. They're the Nordic gods. Yeah. And if you watch, if you watch any of the, or if you follow any Marvel comics, especially mm -hmm. Thor, or um, if you're into mythology at all, right? You know? Or mythology. Yeah. Valhalla. Um, yeah. The whole nine yards. It came from all the Viking uh, Scandinavian area. Right. So that was the little. That was a little graphic I had on that. Mm -hmm. I thought that was interesting. And thank you for clearing up that. Don't believe everything you read on the internet. Right. <laughs> so I don't follow that religion, so I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. <laughs> and also uh, witches or Wiccan or um, both. Actually, uh, there are witches who are would be considered white witches and do good and spread good. And then there are black witches who use the magic or their energy for curses and hatefulness. And I'm sure there's plenty of witches who could also be considered Satanists as well. Right. So that is a catch-all term uh, to the detriment of many men and women and animals mm -hmm. uh, over the years that have been burned at the stake for whatever reason. Yes. Yeah, uh, witches uh, or Wiccans, uh, they were wise women uh, and the men were considered wizards and they had deep historical uh, folklorish knowledge of uh, herbs, of the forests around which they lived, um, the animals, uh, they communed with the animals. So they were a very earth-based religion that used what... Uh, God or the universe has given us to grow out of the ground and use for the health of each other, their village, their animals. So you could, it could also be said that Wiccans and witches and uh, old wise women and old wise men who um, frequently used herbs in their practice were actually the first doctors. Uh, they were shamans. They were right. spiritual leaders. They were all of those things. Uh, they assisted women in childbirth. They fixed and healed the warriors when they came back from, you know, skirmishes. You know, they uh, did husbandry with their animals so that they could um, eat. So uh, witches have served us in society for a very, very long time. Uh, and now they're called doctors. They're called midwives. They're called whatever. So all of these things, and even though they were demonized, druids and pagans and witches have been demonized as the armies of religion have scoured the earth and um, killed off indigenous peoples and changed things. Uh, that's not good or bad. It's just human nature. And nature, it's just yeah. historically what happened. But now they are making a really big comeback, and a lot of people are dissatisfied with um, the strict uh, tenets of religion that they were either raised with, uh, born with, found later. Um, I myself have visited probably every type of church possible in my quest to find my own truths, and it's been an interesting journey to see that. I was I, I was lucky enough that as uh, a, a teenager, I was 18, 19, um, my uh, a friend's mother um, 
was in Spanish, a Blanca Bruja. Mm -hmm. So, which is a white witch or Bruja Blanca is really how they say it, which is Mm -hmm. a white witch. Um, And then I had my son very young and she was, became like a surrogate mother to me as well. And um, she smoked cigars and blew cigar smoke and she made all sorts of herbal that was my very first ever foray into really seeing someone with a mortar and pestle mm-hmm. and being like, and I had a baby that was super colicky and would cry and cry. And she made concoctions for him with herbs and, um, and would quiet him and would soothe him, uh, especially me as a young mother and not really knowing a lot of, you know, how to do those kind of things. And I was just fascinated with it. She also, uh, she was from Puerto Rico. So she practiced, she practiced Santa Rita, Mm -hmm. which is a combination of Catholicism, Mm -hmm. Wicca, Mm -hmm. uh, um, uh, voodoo, you know, mm-hmm. kind of has a lot of those African roots from there as well. Um, very interesting. She actually did uh, use a pendulum. She actually predicted that I was having a baby boy. She made me sleep for a week with an egg under my bed. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, and yep. She, she cracked the egg open and she told me it's a boy. And I actually had a boy. I guess mm-hmm. she had a 50-50 chance, but I believed her. Yeah. Um. So I'm, um, and she's, she has transitioned now. She was an amazing, wonderful woman. Um, and she often would get into skirmishes with other witches, you know, other women mm-hmm. in the community that um, would, uh, would be angry at her for whatever, because she was not into any of the dark arts and was not into any of that. And they, she, she honed her skill that she was very much believed in the saints and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, the, the Christ mindset, that kind of stuff too. But, um, she very much, uh, practiced outside of, of the rules of Catholicism. And that Mm -hmm. was what Santa Rita was. And I can remember waking up one morning there and going out front because I used to smoke then (laughs) and going on the front porch and opening the the front door. And there was a huge pentagram with salt and Mm -hmm. a chicken foot and feathers Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. And I was like, Oh my God. I like run back in and I'm like, mom, mom. And she's like, she came out and she threw stuff on it and did her thing. And then she shut the door and she's like, don't go out there again. And she made one of the boys go wash everything off of there and she went into her kitchen. I she was doing her thing. Boil, boil. boil. And <laughs> she was in there mixing up stuff. And so they would they would go back and forth and like um, really kind of it was it was a community. They would get together even though they didn't all agree. And um, it, it was it was a really interesting thing for me to experience having grown up pretty sheltered and, mm-hmm. and Catholic. Yeah, I can so, imagine that. Yeah, so it was it was a pretty awesome thing, and I always, um, I'm always so grateful to her to op- for opening my eyes to something that was a little bit more outside the norm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she, you know, really explained to me about how you know 
God and nature are one. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really interesting because I have seen video. I mean, I don't, I don't mess with Santeria. I don't, uh, I ain't got no crystal ball, you know. But. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true because I, I probably do have a crystal ball. I'm just saying I do. that I, I don't uh, I don't adhere to any of those practices. And I do believe that they work <laughs> because we carry our energy within us. Yes. And the intent, when you put your energy with intent out into the world, uh, it does make changes, subtle or, or huge. So I just, uh, I, I steer away from those. I'm not trying to wake up any spirits or uh, yeah. invite any evil in my life. I got enough coming out of my own brain. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to transition a little bit over to familiars. Mm. So every pagan witch druid, for the most part, I mean, I'm sure there are some that don't have a familiar, but familiars are very important. Can you tell us what familiars are, Melissa? Um, it's usually a companion animal that... Um, is able to act on your behalf sometimes, uh, look out for you. Uh, a lot of times they think that uh, the black cat is always associated the most mm -hmm. with, um, with witches, but it can be almost any kind of animal. Um, that Do you know where the black cat mystique came from? Uh, I read that it came from, and I don't remember her name, but she was, uh, uh, I think an English witch that was being burned at the stake. And, uh, they said that she in the, the pyre of flames and everything, all of a sudden there was a flash of light and a black cat ran out and she disappeared. Mm -hmm. So, um, so that's one legend, but the black right. cat actually comes from ancient Egypt. Okay. Uh, it comes from ancient Egypt. They believed now. Not only did they think that crocodiles were sacred, right? You know, dogs, you know, the jackal was sacred. All these, you know, because they were monotheists or, or polytheistic. However, the black cat and the mao, especially, they were cats were considered to be able to walk the 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 line wow. be between dimensions. So, and that's why you look around and there's no cat, and then two seconds. You look around and the cat's like right next to you. <laughs> they yeah. could teleport. They could do all kinds of stuff. So they were very mystical. So they carried your words to the other world. They carried your intent to the other world. And if it was bad intent, that came back on you threefold. So uh, I think that's where that particular thing came from. The familiar. It was, also, only, it was also a god for the our goddess. Exactly. Exactly. In some circumstances. Yes. Right. But as far as familiars go, that is someone who communes with the other side for you on your behalf. On your behalf. Uh, they help you, help strengthen your magic. They help strengthen your energy, which strengthens your intent. Um, so that's why the familiars are so important. Now, can anything be a familiar? Does it have to be a black cat? No. Uh-uh. Um, I've seen, uh, well, I've read stories of... Uh, the woods witch where they have ravens mm -hmm. um, or, you know, they'll bring in birds, they'll bring in small woodland creatures even. So it does mm -hmm. not have to be of the feline persuasion. So it could be anything that you felt a connection with. basically. Exactly. Yeah. Basically you're telling me that all groomers are yeah. 
not familiar. <laughs> that's familiar. That's yeah. how I'm. That's how I am um, reacting to that. Yeah, I mean, you. I always call it like my soul animal. You know, you have that connection, a deep connection. Now, I live with a pack of eleven dogs and two cats, and um, they're always there's always one that is just I don't know. It's like it's almost like it's just tethered to me, mm-hmm. and it is. It's just so tightly. Um, wrapped around my my energy and the same thing with with them Um, like the golden compass yes (laughs) (laughs) when i saw that movie that's all i could think about and i feel like all of us have that yeah uh and i do feel like when people's souls are hurt or when they're you know when they're on skid row and they have no hope or whatever they have severed the connection to that spirit their own spirit yes yeah so I believe that you can have familiars that way, that it's the same, it's the same thought process. You may not be whispering to your cat to, you know, uh, perform necromancy and, you know, take messages to the dead or anything like that. Um, I personally believe you can talk to the dead if you want to just in a regular tone of voice and just let them know that you're thinking about them. Um, mm-hmm. They actually it's, it's when they talk back that is the issue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little dicey. You know? Or when they knock on your door at night. <laughs> you know, then it, then it gets to be a little dicey there because you're kind of like inviting that energy in. But yeah. um, but no, I I I, I truly one hundred percent believe that animals are are here for us as a connection as a way for us to like you said have that that tie to our spirit it's a way Mm -hmm. for us to look at something it's an innocence Mm -hmm. as we are more and more jaded Mm -hmm. and think of the telltale sign too people who who are cruel to animals yeah uh, you know end up having uh really serious sociopathic tendencies um because Learning how to commune with a pet, even if you don't like dogs, yeah. You know, there's a lot of people that don't like dogs, don't like cats or whatever, but they're not going to be mean to them, right? <laughs> you know, that's the difference. So, yeah, I always say I don't, I, I have a hard time trusting someone if they tell me that they're not an, an like I, they don't like dogs mm. or cats, and they just are not just to have no affinity mm-hmm. whatsoever for an animal. I, I liken animals to children, which mm-hmm. also there's plenty of people that just don't like children. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. goes back to the old wives tales where witches used to lure children into the mm-hmm. woods and mm-hmm. eat children. Well, um, I'm just going to put this out there. That probably happened. <laughs> it did happen well, and might still be happening. And that's <laughs> all I'm going to say about that subject. But yes, there's a grain of truth in every myth, every right. fairy tale, every legend. There's a grain of truth in that. And that's that's where we're going to stop on that, on that particular topic. Because, you know, I don't want anybody knocking at my door. <laughs> no, thank you. We didn't need to do that. Absolutely. Especially anybody that was brought over by a familiar. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> I don't want to be that familiar with that. No, I I do not. I do not. No, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Not, not, uh, not my cup of tea. (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. I don't want to dance with them. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's a that's a whole nother ball of wax. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, yeah, there's I think a- that there's I think that there's a lot of um, differences between pagans, witches, and druids. But I think that if you look at the way that they came down through history, mm-hmm. it's also been a um, uh, kind of like a like a lat like a step, you know, like Absolutely. the druids and they if came down. Of, to, well, if you to think of just the, uh, the Abrahamic religions, they all come from the same source, right? You know? Judaism, uh, being Muslims, a Muslim, right. you know, and Christians. And then within those groups, they're, they're separated into different pieces as well. Right. So, it, so, so the earth religions are basically the same. Right. Uh, and what's funny is that even ancient Greece, ancient Rome, they were uh, polytheistic and they right. had several different pantheons of gods. Uh, that Which they I were. find, I find so, um, just so interesting the mm-hmm. fact that it's like because i grew up a catholic mm-hmm. that pantheon of gods was replaced with a god and then a pantheon of saints. A ton of saints right yes <laughs> it's and, like catholicism is still following roman catholicism yeah. or ancient roman right. polytheistic you know yeah. you just say there's one main one and then you right. worship all the saints <laughs> Yeah, and the Madonna. They, they intercede <laughs> on your behalf. So again, um, we're talking about t- praying to, or you know, mm-hmm. going to uh, somebody other than the head guy. Right. But they're going to intercede on your behalf, and some of them have specific powers. You know that they intercede for specific things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Catholicism always sounded pagan to me yes and and i I mean why it drew me so much with pagan it drew me so much into paganism because i started to really see the correlations Mm -hmm. especially your your communion a blood ritual basically is what it is eating of the body and drinking of the blood Blood, Uh, that is so pagan that i can't even like i can't even But I mean, we, see of- rem- we see remnants uh, of those yes. practices in our, our religions today. Absolutely. And I think that that just means that everything evolved into what they are through, like you said, groups of people being conquered. And mm-hmm. instead of trying to teach something that is completely different, mm-hmm. we're just going to morph our system into... Um, kind of uh um word i'm looking for like just kind of uh absorb these beliefs and just Mm -hmm. tweak them a little bit so that they're a Mm -hmm. little bit different my niece when she was little sophia we were at easter service one year and she said to the pastor she he said to her um are you getting anything from the easter bunny and my niece who was a very precocious child (laughs) said to him yeah, but I don't really believe in the Easter Bunny. And she was little. She was like maybe mm-hmm. kindergarten. And he said, oh, you don't believe in the Easter Bunny? And she's like, no. She's like, you know, it just all stems from the pagan belief system that, um, you know, bunnies have lots of sex and they and they have lots more baby bunnies. And Easter is about a new beginning and spring coming. And all the babies like, being born. Yes. Right, and all the babies Good for her. Born. Yeah, and so he just he just hugged her and he said to her, 
God, I love a farm girl. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And she was right. And she was she absolutely, was absolutely right. right. But my sister always taught, you know, told her that everything is connected. And mm -hmm. so in her mind, that made perfect sense. It didn't take away from the celebration of Easter as a, as a Christian holiday, mm -hmm. but she understood that. It was separate from weird people dressed up as bunnies and yeah. leaving candy everywhere. You right. Know, like you know? That's so where that practice comes from. Because <laughs> normally, yeah. uh, back in the day, back in the day, day, before the day, back in the day, day. Yeah. <laughs> they absolutely would choose uh, random partners and dance. And they would go out into the woods and they would uh, screw like rabbits. And then uh, whoever was born from that was a spring baby was yep. belonged to the entire village so everybody would raise everybody so any children born of that were revered so and i just read it was a wonderful story and it talked about i can't remember what nation what um uh native american nation it was but they would take their children the baby being born the mother would have the baby and then before she got to hold that baby, all the women in the village would hold that child. They would pass that child around and do blessings, you know, on that child. And it reiterated to every woman there that they are a mother again and that they are responsible for that child as well. Yeah, but and no wonder birth rates were so high. Uh, birth exactly. <laughs> Exactly. But wait, I'm just filthy hands touching yeah. that. Oh, well, wait. <laughs> then they would take the baby and they would put it where the horses are and the, the horses would, you know, sniff mm -hmm. it and be around the horses. And they believed that that would tether them. You know what I mean? I'm like that would that's probably what we ought to do. Uh, we're too clean nowadays. Right. Our immune systems have suffered. I see it in dogs all the time. You know, they're not allowed to go out and snuffle. They're not allowed to right. uh, get common colds or diseases, kennel cough, this and that and the other. Everybody pampers them so much that by the time they're in their adult years to their older years, their immune system is shot. They've had tons of antibiotics and steroids and they can't, their immune system no longer works. And that's when you start to see all these breakdown of the body systems right. and the skin, and, you know, getting all kinds of infections and warts and carrying on. Well, they're not allowed so, to be, Look at the children nowadays as well. Dogs. Our own children. Yeah. They always say that you need to eat an amount of dirt. You need to yeah. touch things that are filthy. You know, that's why babies put everything in their mouths we because literally they're dirt, trying to, they're, they're developing an immune system. <laughs> my sister must have the best immune system. She's eating dirt all the time. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> we can never have her on as a guest because you want no. to told all her secrets. <laughs> Oh, my sister used to do this. Mm. I know. <laughs> she did. She's, I'm, we're, we're 12 years apart, so I was the big sister. And mm -hmm. oh my God, my mother would be like, what's your sister eating? And I'm like, oh my God, she's eating dirt again. You oh know? I ate I dirt know. one time because we were at the little park behind our apartments. And my sister, she can never be on the podcast either. <laughs> <laughs> my sister put a bunch of dirt in an old 7-Up can and put a straw in it and handed it to me. I was like three. <laughs> I drank that. I drank it. She's like, I told you not to drink it. Why would you do give it to me then? I just, yeah, sisters. <laughs> but it is, I really do believe that it is a lost thing that we, 
we're getting so far away from those familiar and family, you know, kind of family tie that you're part of a larger community mm-hmm. and that you belong. Yeah. And I think that that's, I think that that's a, a, a detriment to us. I agree completely. I think a lot of the problems we're seeing nowadays is that we're so far removed from our village. Yeah. Um, that things that might've been caught early and fixed are not now. And then we're seeing that in the damaged psyche of people committing atrocities nowadays. I think that uh, every time I see that, I don't think, oh, what an evil person. The first thing I think always is the village let this person down because we can catch that early. When somebody's paying attention, most of the time when you get the biopic of the killer or the whatever, Right. It's like, oh yeah, we knew he used to kill little little rodents or he used right. to have this or she used to do this. Like they knew. However, their community let them down. Yeah. And I think that our expanse of um knowledge, ability to to access knowledge so easily right now also pulls us away from that community of going to someone that was older who had experience mm-hmm. and you know you would have to go talk to the village elders mm-hmm. or you'd have to go find out from the town historian mm-hmm. or you'd have to go to the library and talk to the librarian who probably at least when I was a kid I know that the librarian knew most of the books that were in that library mm-hmm. um, and it connected you to someone else. Now I feel like we are so disconnected. If you look at like pagans, witches, druids, they had a sense that, and they still, the pagans and the witches still do. They have a sense of community. They have family. Yeah. Right. That's what mm-hmm. I mean. That they have this sense of community still. And it's a large part of their practice of their mm-hmm. spirituality of how they, um, how they function as, as humans and what their belief system is. And I feel like the more we get pulled away from that, the less um, we feel connected to anything and have really like no belief system. Mm -hmm. And I've seen a huge flip from where paganism and Wicca um, were always looked at as a, uh, the negative, um, evil, not, you know, mainstream kind of thing. And, um, that the, uh, the Judeo Christian has to fight against that. And now I think that we're seeing a resurgence, uh, maybe a rebranding of these, um, you know, pagans and witches that are looked at now as these were the old ways. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, that these were the things that actually connected us to our earth and to our universe. I have to think, too, uh, that's what that's why the men had their separate mysteries and the women had their separate mysteries. Exactly. If you are a youth, a male youth, and you're having to deal with surges of testosterone and aggression, where are you going to go to your mommy? No you go to the males that go out and hunt and go right. to war and say, how do I discipline this thing that's happening to me? That's where they learned how to do that for women, for girls having their issues and this, that, and the other, where are they going to go? 
to their fathers? No. They went to the grandmothers. Right. They went to the mothers to find out what's happening to me. How is this supposed to go? Is this correct? Or am I broken? Am I damaged? You know, what's going on? I still believe to this day, having had two children in natural childbirth with no medication. God bless you. <laughs> that men do not belong in the birthing room. And there's several reasons why. And I, I'm probably going to get a bunch of flack for it, but I don't care. That's what I believe. You can believe what you believe. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that the fathers, uh, males are not meant to be in there uh, because of several different reasons. Number one, it's a women's mystery. They, they don't belong there. Number two, there is a syndrome that when a man sees his mate, his lover, his woman, his wife, right. give birth, so much happens down there that yeah, they, they literally have PTSD yeah. uh, overseeing that. And a lot of intimacy is lost after him having seen that because he, he in his mind, he can't compete with that baby. Um, and I just believe that there are some things that belong to men. And there are some things that belong to women and that's why they're mysteries. And that's what makes us unique. And that's what makes us function better. And everything we learn on our side, we bring to the whole. Um, so there's I like the idea of us having other women to convene with, you know, mm -hmm. and to share experiences with. I've read an amazing book um, called The Red Tent. And um, I cannot for the life of me think of who the author is, but um, it's it's a fiction, but it's a historical fiction. And it talks about um, uh, the Jews when they were wandering and how it was part of when the women would hit their menses cycle, get their period, basically, mm -hmm. they would have to go into the red tent. Mm -hmm. And that tent was they would be separated because they thought of as unclean. I mean, I want that now. Yeah, I, I think that would, and other women help you and other women yeah. are there for you and they create teas and decotations and poultices and all the things mm -hmm. to help you through mm -hmm. that time, which your time. And it was very spiritual. It, it was, was a very extremely deep, spiritual, yes. Personal spiritual thing to go through. I don't necessarily think uh it's unclean in a spiritual sense. It is no, very, no, but it's that unclean was, in reality, I'll tell right. you that much. But that was However, the belief. That was yeah, the absolutely. That. And it wasn't always that way. If you right. look back to Druid and Pagan and Wiccan times, um, women used to actually let their uh menses blood flow freely in the fields because they thought it nourished the crops right. like it was a very magical blood a lot of uh ceremonies were done around it and this that and the other and men had their own rituals as well uh to initiate them into the mysteries of men so i think that um basically to go for full circle i think that we've lost our community mm -hmm. i think we need our community very well and i think that's why we look at other cultures look at the african cultures they are very uh community oriented even if they fight each other they right. still show up at the same church they still know everybody's auntie and uncle they are very uh uh it's individualistic and what is the other one community oriented let's just stay right my brain won't figure out what the actual word Communal. is they are communal, but it, there's a specific word that says that. But it's not just in the African cultures. It's also in all the indigenous cultures. Yeah. They lived as a village. They raised everybody in that village, whether it was roaming or stationary. 
that's how they lived. Uh, and I think that's probably the healthiest way to live because you're making your own food, you're gathering your own herbs, you're treating everybody medicinally in, in the old ways. Um, there's a lot of things, uh, of valuable things that we've lost by not living that way anymore. And they, I think they're kind of trying to bring it back in those 15 minute cities that they're talking about, which I think. Yeah, I saw that. But it's still a Western concept. They're right. still hanging on to a Western concept of now you can't go anywhere but 15 minutes. And I just don't think that's going to that's going to be good. No, I just think it's a, just a, we live a very egocentric life. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. it, it's very uh, centered around us. Uh, where are you going? What are you measuring up to the success standards of especially mm -hmm. with social media? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and it just is extremely egocentric. It's, it is about you. Um, everything is at our fingertips. So we have no connection to our food, to our medicine, to any of the, even our plants, you know, none of it. We have no real true connection to anything. And to me, that just, that hurts my spirit the most because we are part of all of that. Yes. So far removed ourselves. That's why with paganism and, and the Druids, witches and any of those other spiritual sects that we mm -hmm. don't, you know, see as mainstream, they thrive on that connection. Yes. And They're looking so, for that. I think a lot of us are looking for that connection. Right. That community, I, I again, that. because we feel the loss of it. Yes. And well, a lot of people put their space. finger on it. Yeah, well, that's an empty space that that's why we can scroll for hours on end watching and seeing what other people are doing and silently judging ourselves. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. and then sometimes not so silently. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times that's why outreach um, has religion with it. A lot yeah. of times when they go into the uh, the addicted neighborhoods and, and this, that, and the other, and they go in and they try to give them religion. Well, uh, I know a lot of Judeo-Christian um, people who try to do that, uh, and it has limited success. I would like to see pagans and witches and druids. Yeah, go into that would be pretty like, awesome. You know what? There are alternatives that make mm -hmm. more sense that will help you live and be comforted You know, while you're alive here. Otherwise, it's just hopelessness. Yeah. You know, uh, I think a lot of people are understanding that this isn't, this isn't how we're supposed to live. No. <laughs> it's yeah. not how we're supposed to live at all. You know, where is the, why work yourself to death and then have fun at the end? I was talking, that woman we were talking to when we had lunch. Oh, uh, yeah. Was like, well, I'm supposed to retire, but, you know, my knee hurts and I can't do nothing. I'm probably going to die in a year. You know, I've worked my whole life. So I get a year of hurt. Yeah. And that's what I told her. I said, oh, I'm trying to live my life wonderfully in between working, you know? And yeah. she goes, well, how do you do that? It's a choice. Yeah. It's a decision that I made to live like that because I don't want to be at the tail end of my life, not being able to move and not doing anything. I, well, I the thing is, is you don't know when the tail end of your life is, is exactly. So punctuate your work with all yeah. those things that you want to explore. Yeah. Me on, on the other hand, what I want to explore is more work. So <laughs> don't be like yes, me, get an actual hobby. Your, but if you enjoy <laughs> your work, that's the difference. Yes. It's yes. not that you're slaving away. Although anything, even something that you feel like is your purpose and your passion can become mundane or tedious or um, 
you know, uh, just gets overbearing and you have mm -hmm. to take a break for yourself as well. Mm -hmm. um, that's why there has to be a connectedness. That's why it's important to just be like, you know what? There's crazy Melissa out on her front lawn and her bare feet under the full moon because I, I need that. Mm -hmm. And I believe that that's, that spiritually that, that God gives us that or the universe gives us that. And that's a blessing in itself to be able to stand there and say, I'm just going to take in all this energy and refresh mm -hmm. my battery because my battery's low. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something that we, we lack. We just stay so connected to what's visceral, you know, and, and not anything that is, um, is not uh, seen in the here and now. I agree. And you know what helps make those connections when we can't make the connection ourselves? Animals. Yeah, absolutely. Cats, birds, every, all yeah. our animal companions remind us every day about what nature really is, what the real true things are. Is it more important to have a better car or is it more important to have that little chihuahua face get scratched and kissed all evening long? Right. You know, we have to prioritize, uh, I read a little story the other day about a, a guy who lived in um, an HOA subdivision and he got a beater truck to pull his trailer because that's what he did for his job. I, I don't remember what profession, uh, but the HOA sent him and said, mm, we have your financials, so we know how much you make. Um, can't you afford a better work truck? They didn't want him to park the work truck in the front because it just was unsightly unsightly yeah. and he was like i'll you have to do with the house you're not gonna tell me what car i'm gonna drive <laughs> you know? but the aesthetic is controlled it is it is it really is i mean and again is. are we supposed to are we meant to live like that i don't you know i just I don't, don't think so i just feel like i'm meant to actually enjoy and have fun and my aesthetic is whatever i want my aesthetic to be and if I feel like having a long ponytail today and having space buns tomorrow and, mm -hmm. you know, and wearing crazy makeup or crazy clothes or things that are not the norm, that's my prerogative. Life is like a runway. You're the designer. Exactly. <laughs> and honestly, I mean, I find that fun. Somebody else may not find that fun. That's mm -hmm. tedious for somebody else. Mm -hmm. But if you find something that you you really truly feel like this is brings joy to your soul that those are the things that you need to do more of mm -hmm. i agree yeah it's hard for me to just have fun i don't know what that is uh so i just explore the things that my mind is interested in right uh, and i end up adding to my workload incredibly until i cry and break down um, but i guess that's what's fun for me because that's what i end up doing right. that's what that's what i seek and I want to help, especially at this time in my life. I'm, I'm going into a help mode. I want to help. If I can help, I want to help. Um, that's, that is my priority. I want to help clients with skin issues. I want to help their pets. I want to help. Honorable thought process. Mm -hmm. I'm here to, to be where I'm needed. Uh, and that is my goal um, from now on. I just feel like I feel better when I can help someone. I feel better when I can uh, further education in general in the industry. I feel better when I learn more. Um, 
so if I've got a bunch of crap in this head that I've read and studied and, and mastered over my lifetime, I'm trying my very best to share as much of it as I can before I can't anymore. Right. Um, you know, uh, I, I do have a small legacy to leave. I don't know how brilliant it is, but it is my legacy. And um, I want to leave as much as, of my knowledge as possible so that I may help people coming up after me. Well, that, that you and I are always on the same page is, mm -hmm. is to always reach back. Mm -hmm. um, I feel exactly the same way, except I also jump out of airplanes. <laughs> you sure do, girl, because I'm not. <laughs> I might go with the wind tunnel, but I probably won't jump out of an airplane. <laughs> I just, uh, for me, I, I want to experience I feel like I've spent so much of my life working so hard. I had this conversation with my husband the other day and I'm like, I literally have had a job since I was 13 years old, mm -hmm. like that. I had, I was, a, I had a paying job. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. uh, I worked as a, as a babysitter and I was a pretty in demand babysitter in the different towns that we would live in because I would advertise, you know, and I would go around and be like, well, here's my number. I'll babysit for you kind of thing. And I've been doing that my whole life and I'm, I'm 56. Mm -hmm. So I feel like. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, Melissa and I are what? A couple months apart. Yeah. yeah. We are the exact same age. Yeah. <laughs> a couple months apart. So um, that's a, that's a lifetime of, like you said, a lifetime of working. And even though I want to help educate and I want to help um, bring somebody else up and do what I can. Um, I also want to experience what this world has out there for me to experience. So mm -hmm. jumping out of the airplane was crazy, but I'm crazy and I own my crazy. <laughs> so, it suits you. <laughs> <laughs> I belong in the Shire. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and I love, you know, I love all that, you know, that, that, I know I love to connect with nature and all that. And it was, it was really eye opening for me to actually see the world from that vantage point and to know mm -hmm. that I had the power to overcome a fear. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Cause that was pretty serious. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was a huge part of what it was. I always said I wanted to do it, but actually doing it makes a huge difference. No doubt. No doubt. So, um, and there was no witchcraft involved, <laughs> you know, it was, it was simply me just drawing on the fact that you have the power to create the reality that you want. You don't I you agree. Have to subscribe to anything in particular. I agree. And we're coming up on our hour. So Already? in, uh, quick. As a tribute to October, our lead out music. Yes. So we will be continuing our theme. Uh, this is our second October uh, podcast. And we'll be continuing the theme until the end of October. And we hope to see you soon. We hope to that you hear us soon. And may your next step be as lovely as your last. Thank you so much. Bye.